This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast. I'm Dave Etler. I'm here today with Brendan George. Hey, Arisa Mahaparn has joined us. Happy match day, everyone. Jason Lewis is joining us today. He's got a big plate of tacos. He's eating right He's going to share, right? Uh, tacos. <laughs> and uh, new co-host, Andre Dalis. Hello, everyone. Is here. Uh, it's match day today. Um, not much to say about that because it is, I mean, it's exciting. We don't have any, like, I, I plan next week to cover some of the statistics and some of the information uh that we learn about you know who matched and where and where they are going and all that kind of stuff we don't have that information yet because everybody just found out that information today um not an hour ago an hour yeah, yeah it's just happened just an hour ago an hour and 13 minutes ago so um so let's talk about saint patrick's day tomorrow is saint patrick's day <laughs> uh so i wish you a happy saint patty's day it's my mom's birthday tomorrow too. Is wow. it? Yeah. Well, happy birthday. We happy could celebrate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working the weekend shift, so. <laughs> no, uh, no, say any St. Patrick's Day plans for you guys? Um. No. No. I'm some histo. Are you gonna I'm, turn I'm a Irish. small body of water no. green or? <laughs> yeah, turn my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, there was a time, Dave, and it was, it was an excuse. <laughs> to write. Yeah, but. <laughs> But these days, not so much. No more for you. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't have any plans to celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, the Irish liberation from snakes, as I understand it. Yes. Uh, never mind the fact that there were likely never any snakes in Ireland, that uh, Patrick was a <laughs> Roman slave born in England, and that corned beef was introduced to Irish immigrants in America by the Jews, and that the original color associated with St. Patrick's Day is blue. According to the New York Times. But if they were all drunk when they were telling the tales, it could have gotten lost in translation. Way to spread the culturally insensitive stereotypes no, of your saying, own people. No, I know. I know. He's sitting I... across the table from a guy with Irish heritage who is also <laughs> uh, a recovering <laughs> yes. alcoholic. <so. laughs> I'm just an Asian with really bad GERD, so. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't drank in years. Oh, boy. It takes, there's all kinds of good reasons to quit mm -hmm. one day i will avail myself of one of them i'm sure hey how about get try to get some gird that that'll cure you really fast i would love to get some gird it sounds like a great plan no i don't think you would Dave. No. a great life plan <laughs> so uh we have a listener question uh lewis will enter medical school this fall and has already moved on to stressing uh, happy about yes congratulations lewis but he's already moved on to stressing oh over things so let's hear from lewis i will be matriculating this fall to medical school Congrats. now that i got into medical school all i can think about is getting into the residency of my choice oh. my interest right now is in all of the competitive specialties like dermatology radiology ophthalmology 
More specifically, I believe I would be happy doing ophthalmology. I have some shadowing experience with ophthalmology and believe I could do it for the rest of my career. The problem is that my school does not have an ophthalmology department and is not considered a high research ranked school. What can I do to improve my chances at a competitive residency? I know that I have to get a great step 1 clinical grades and AOA. However, I keep reading online that says applicants from highly ranked schools are going to have a significant advantage over people coming from schools like my own. I am just worried because I don't want to be shut out of a field that I am interested in because I don't have the same resources as other applicants. I would appreciate any advice your students could give me. Well, Lewis, before we break this down, you should know that your question triggered everyone who read it. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen this many reaction GIFs in a long time, or GIFs. Whichever your preferred. Gifts. 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 But to be fair, those reactions are coming from uh, my co-hosts, who themselves are at times worthy of reaction gifts just by being medical students. But <laughs> uh, I do want to break this down uh, with you guys. We've, we've essentially got a few questions here, uh, sort of wrapped up here. So let's take them one at a time. First of all, how important do we think the school is, is the choice of the school is that you attend in getting your competitive specialty. Any thoughts on that? Um, so my, I'm about to apply to residency in like less than a few months. Yeah. And to tell you the truth concerning that, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. I've seen that it matters so much. It matters at all. I've heard that, oh, some like a, a good school on the East Coast is always going to be, beat out a good school in the Midwest, stuff like that. And I've heard the opposite too. So. I honestly think no one knows and anyone who's telling you that they do know or that they heard is probably either right or wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I really mean either that. Either right or wrong. That covers it. Yep. Everyone's telling me so many different things. I'm hearing so many different things from so many different people and they're contradicting each other. I really, so at this point, I just figured who cares? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Any, I mean, don't let it stop you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, what do you guys think? I have my thoughts. I'll I'll let you guys. My my understanding is that the ranking or prestige of the or peer prestige of the school doesn't really matter into getting like uh, competitive specialties mm -hmm. because the number one thing they're gonna look at anyways is your step one score. Mm -hmm. So that really is the determining factor um, of whether you're gonna get into that specialty or not. Mm -hmm. And even even then, even the step one score, some people would debate. You know. It's a sort of a continuum, right? I mean, if you get 95th percentile, doesn't mean that you have a higher chance than the guy who got a 89th percentile, right. right? I mean, they're both really high. So even then, there there is a continuum. Um, so, so I would say focus on step one if you really want a shot at yeah. um, one of these high end specialties. Yeah. And I've heard so. I've heard a lot of people say the exact same thing you have, and I have heard a lot of people say the exact opposite. I mean, everyone agrees yeah. step one is important, but I mean, my so my mom had uh, heart surgery last year, and the her surgeon was from a DO school, and he openly admitted that like it was harder. He had to be the first person to go to this certain residency. He had to be the first person to do this. So you might have to work harder, I think, um, from a different school. But that's a DO school. They um they have a kind of. Yeah, so so, but he was saying like he was kind of saying, oh, and matching residency though, because you because I think he went to MD residency, so so he, he was. I mean, I'm so he was already at a statistical disadvantage because yeah. uh, allopathic right. 
MDs, that, you know, they they are uh, more likely to match in the in the matching. Right, and my my dad's a DO, so I, right. I love DOs. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if you, you love if you, a DO, I are you going to cast your net that way? I love all the all DOs. Right. I love so just nice. he might you you might have to work harder, but I think like, you know, if you work hard enough, there's a you can get it. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think highly ranked schools are totally necessary. I think I think, you know. I totally agree with what everybody has said here. Um, they aren't totally necessary and it's going to depend on a lot of other factors. So let's move on. Yeah. Well, I, I did have something to say. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, th I thought you were too busy stuffing your face. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've finished now. Hey, wow. you know what? You that was that? impressive. You know that? <laughs> that was like nine, less than nine minutes. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So what I would say to Lewis and to anybody else who's, preeminently preeminently stressed about anything uh focus on what you can control mm -hmm. which is Preach. study for the study for the test that you're going to take you got into med school go there and do everything that you can to, to be successful that's what you can control right yeah so if you if you let yourself stress out about things that are outside of your control then you're not going to be very happy. It's just not going to work for you. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's move on to the next question here, which is, does it matter that his school doesn't have an ophthalmology department if he wants to go into ophthalmology? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'm applying to residency in a few months, and I honestly can say people have, you can, you, I, you can find people arguing very fiercely and very strong wordedly on both sides. I really don't know, and no one knows. I I'm a little puzzled by this detail that Lewis has provided because, and, and maybe this is dictated by his circumstances. I just don't know, but I'm puzzled that your school doesn't have an ophthalmology department. It seems like, you know, for better or for worse, and I'm saying this not for you, Lewis, because you've made your choice for whatever reasons you have I'm saying it for other people. Um, it seems like another school that has an ophthalmology department might have been a good choice but i again i don't know what his situation is um that's what i was thinking too but like i figured that there must be other factors in play like maybe family nearby maybe cost yeah there's so, so there's so many reasons why one would choose one choose school a, one school over another um and but okay. i feel like it's going to get hard to, it's going to be hard to get clinical experience in ophthalmology when i mean you can yeah. you can go on outside rotation right, away yeah. Yeah. Rotation. Yeah. Yeah. so that's an option that's prob that's probably yeah. the best option right this, but yeah. so look for away rotations i know in here in iowa you can do multiple away rotations um i'm pretty sure you can do sub eyes sub internships we call them here i don't know if they, they have other words for them in other schools um i think you can even do sub eyes in other places right is that right arisa it, that might be that might be really hard to do yeah. yeah, a lot of people treat their away rotation as their sub eye and are treated okay. as such by getting an official like an official sub eye. Okay, yeah, fair right. enough. Well, I mean, you could if they have neurology, that might be a good uh, sub eye, right? For if you within your school, mm. right? Yeah, our neurology sub eye is great. Yeah, because I mean, you know, a lot of eyeballs is filled with nerves. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good yeah. to their work. So maybe that would be a way to put a white coat on. Yeah. on Dave here. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. A lot of eyeballs have no... I'm practically a faculty with, with that statement. Listen, patient, your eyeball has lots of nerves. Many eyeballs have nerves. Yeah. Not all of them, but many. 
One oh thing, my goodness. One thing that I might say Lewis could do right now is talk to the school of, that that he's going to and see how many ophthalmologists they've graduated. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good question. And and if you find that there's zero, then you might have to make different plans. Yeah. Right. I, I also have another suggestion uh, going back to the whole like ranking of schools. Another thing you can do is just go to the website, the residency website, and look at the profile of the residents. Yeah. And then look at what med schools they graduated from. And yeah. you'll see that there's a lot more diversity than you'll probably. Yeah, realize. yeah, yeah. Come in, sit down. <laughs> Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, oh, Gabe. Gabe, Gabe Conley has joined us. Mr. Mr. Forgetful, drag drag in that chair. You can uh, share a mic with Arisa or whatever. Oh. Um, the other thing I would say too is like, it's. I think it's easy for us to be like, oh, just relax, Lewis. But I think I understand. I understand like where Lewis is coming from. But I would say like, so I I did two and a half years in an ophthalmology clinic working, and I don't know if I'm gonna go into ophthalmology. So like. So it, there's a lot of years to figure things out too. Yeah. So things can change, um, but just like working your butt off, butt ox, buttocks, your your buttocks <laughs> off uh, to get to where you want to be. No, I say, Adam, the world is a really open place, and I think that there are a lot of really great opportunities to find out a lot about what you want to do, mm -hmm. even if it's not exactly what you what you thought you were going to do. Yeah, I, I think uh, most of the reaction gifts on the discussion in our in our co-host group uh were of the sort where there people were, were like kermit frog ones let's put it that they way were, <laughs> they were they were just a little bit worried about how intensely you were approaching your very first experience in medical school how were you approaching your first year um yeah get get through semester one yeah i mean it's so early it's so early you <laughs> no, there, there was a lot of cons there was there was some voices of concern um, about 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 I, about Lewis, and basically, there someone voiced a concern that this is uh, M, a year two psychotic nervous breakdown in the making, <laughs> which I can definitely see why it's that way. But dude, I had a I had an M two psychotic nervous breakdown. I and mean, look at you now. Yeah, and I'm constant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. And I you're still here. Yeah, and I told I'm here, and I'm I think I'm and I'm where I want to be. I found out where I want to go, and I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say before we move on to burnout potential. Well, we, I mean, we already talked a little bit about burnout. I have more to say about that, or, or rather the co-hosts had more to say about that. But um, if your school has clubs and volunteer opportunities to, um, to do stuff in the field that you want to choose, that, which may be more difficult to find if you're in a school that doesn't have ophthalmology, but, you know, look for opportunities to, um, you know, spend your few downtime hours you know working in those experiences i mean you'll have us you'll probably have a summer after your m1 year as as we do where you could go and get some experience in in that field i don't don't do it this summer don't don't agreed travel don't, if you can yeah do something else do something that gives you joy this summer and then be ready to like kick some ass in your first, especially your first but, semester but courses. Botox. Botox. Yeah. In your first semester and your and your and your second semester, and then you can really start, and then you'll have a better idea of where you're headed too. Yeah, I would say medicine makes a terrible lover, so definitely 
do some do something for yourself this summer. And if you are really, you saying he should find a lover? Uh, I'm I'm thinking you're you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be in like your primary relationship with medicine. Okay. He's not gonna guy, love you back too much. Yeah. And this guy is saying this while we're sharing a microphone, yes. so yes. you can imagine how awkward that feels. <laughs> yeah, but um. Hello, lover. <laughs> if Opto is your calling, you'll find your way into it. I yeah. promise you that. You'll do an extra research here after medical school if it's really that big of a deal to you. Yeah, that's another possibility. So, uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Just do you. And if Opto is what you're going to go into, you'll end up in it. I'm sure of it. And if not, that's perfectly okay too. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's worth saying. Like, so I read everybody's personal statements uh, to help them sort of prepare for the match, or not. Well, I guess for the match. Yeah, yeah. But for interviews, mm-hmm. interviews, and um. Seems like there's a pretty high ratio of people who come in with one idea of what they think they want to do and leave mm-hmm. with something entirely different. Yes. And I think you have to allow yourself the latitude to have that experience of maybe it's not this. Yes. Maybe it is that. That was one of the things that the co-hosts pointed out. Just keep an open mind. Stop and smell the other specialties. My my friend is now, a, he, when he came into medical school, he's like, I'm never going to be an OBGYN doctor not for me and then now he's a re- third year resident right. as an ob yeah. so like yeah. Just yeah. yeah we hear this all the time when i came to medical school i was actually looking at OBGYN, but after my OBGYN rotation i figured that i wanted to do literally anything else in the world yeah <laughs> Even anything sh- else yes hitting my shins with a crowbar <laughs> skydiving you know licking a cactus all of those things why is sounded- skydiving in that mix right. that's actually yeah. licking the cactus because, why is that because i hate like, nature what? and and I'm a very high-strung person. <laughs> Skydiving is probably the, one of the worst sports you can yeah, choose for me. She would probably. Uh, I do. I, I confess that I wonder a little bit about this uh, strong emphasis on the competitive specialties. Right. Um, derm, I'm optho, curious. and radiology. What do you? What do you? What do you got, Gabe? So, it's tempting to psychoanalyze, you know, these questions based yeah. on the little information we have. Think, so we're going to do that. I think when it comes to the, like the highly competitive things, for one thing, lifestyle makes them competitive in salary. But right, all physicians get paid relatively well in society. So. Right. Anyways, people in I could do school, a lot on a family medicine. Salary. For sure. Yeah. People in in uh, medical school tend to be some of the most competitive people you'll meet. Mm-hmm. And I just think when it comes to picking specialties, a lot of times. The really competitive ones seem attractive to people just mm-hmm. based on the fact that mm-hmm. if you can get into that specialty, that should imply to everyone that you are talented, a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an ego. It's issue. an ego thing. For it's sure. very yeah. ego. Well, and, and it can't. We, it can be. We can't ascribe that necessary to, to right. Lewis. Not everyone. Yeah, but no, no, no. but the pressure is definitely there. Yeah, I mean, if you've been somebody who's been a high achiever all the way through all of your academic experience. And now you're going to medical school. It's another high achievement mm-hmm. uh, venue. So it might seem like the logical thing to set your sights initially on the highest goals. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, but but I think a lot of people do that, and then they get into med school, Early and on they do that. and and they and they really have some culture shock, right. where they realize a that. It's, you know, what you think you might want to do when you actually do it could be really not cool for you. Mm-hmm. Or they just go through this sort of period of self-doubt. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to go out and do this job that you're going to have for the next 40-plus years. Yeah. So, 60. 
Okay. 75. You better like 80. Deal. 80. Okay. Bidding war for life. That's fine. I, I will say like... Statistically, I'm going to live longer than you. Just to add like... Damn. Focus on the things that you love. Like, I mean, I know it sounds cheesy and all, but like, for example, I, I'm, I'm an MSTP student. So I focus on things that I find scientifically interesting. So say dermatology, for example, it sounds absolutely boring to me. I will not want to be a dermatologist because I don't find the skin scientifically interesting right mm -hmm. um yeah. but you know yes it's hard to get into dermatology but that wouldn't necessarily fit my scientific goals so mm -hmm. i wouldn't even bother doing that so i was just focus on things that you find really really interesting yeah and you're still gonna make a decent living no matter what you do right, right. Yeah. yeah i guess it's kind yeah. of like purses like right right now we know like kate spade is all the rage and like now coach is out but like Mm. What if you really, what if you like? It's news to me. Okay. Oh no, coach is so old fashioned. Michael Kors, though. I got my wife yeah. a nice Michael Kors bag. Oh, yeah, that's she loved it. Those, those are nice, too. <laughs> so like, she said. So she yeah. said. I didn't see her crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, would you, would you rather get like a Kate Spade purse so everyone thinks you're fashionable? Or would you rather just get that cute, like cupcake shaped purse off of Amazon that you actually really love and everyone says it's a really dorky looking purse? But you'll use it. Yeah, exactly. And you'll enjoy it. In the end, it's your purse. If the cupcake purse is going to make you happy, then you should go for that. Look for your cupcake purse. Do you have a cupcake purse? Lewis. This it one's is. for you, Mom. I got it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Best use of $15 ever. <laughs> and because several of us were worried about you burning out early, mm -hmm. um, pay special attention to that. Amy Young suggested enrolling in a mindfulness meditation course. Stay off the internet forums. Yeah, because they seem to be affecting you in a negative way. I tripled that. They're all lies. No, nah, I wouldn't. Go, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I think, you know, some internet forums are fine, but don't make them your primary source of information. Don't base your life on them. Uh, you know, Amy thought that sometimes uh, people in those forums are, you know, crazy. Sometimes egotistical <laughs> scarily uh deluded crazy people it's about 75 percent like neuroticism so yeah hey just like us yes I, here's the thing about forums for me like so i'm a musician and when i want to buy a new piece of musical gear i will go to the forums and i will look at what other people say but i have to keep saying to myself i have no idea if this guy is just some bozo who doesn't know right. what the hell he's doing and so that's why he doesn't like it or if he's you know, not so that and and the people who the people who populate these forums where you're getting this negative information, they're all the people who had negative experiences or have negative exactly uh, ideas that may not be founded, may not be based in reality right. overall. My yeah. friend, who's a friend, who's a friend, was an ophthalmologist and he loved it. So you should be an ophthalmologist. Right. <laughs> he also said that you need to get two seventy or skip being. On the step one, be an AOA and be in the top two point five percent of your right. class, or else you will never match. Right, optimal. that's the advice you get. Yeah. yeah, that was sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, that's bullshit. Don't, <laughs> don't ever. If you start not, you know, people do think that way. So yeah, you're right. You're right. But it is such bullshit, and the reason why is because at some point you're gonna have to interview, and people are. It, it comes down to people liking you at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and like, would you take medical advice off of the internet? If you wouldn't, then maybe you shouldn't take your medical school advice off of there either. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah I get lots of medical advice off the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how I ended up with killing my rectum. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Excuse me? Oh, that was sarcasm too. I know. Wow. That that was good. I 
Is that something? Should I try it? Yeah. <laughs> Take medical advice from here, guys. Uh -oh. I'm not even a doctor yet. I'm saying, Chubb, kill up your ass. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Uh, spring break, baby. My life <laughs> yeah. is out of control. Oh, no idea what's going on. I don't like kale to eat, so maybe that would be a good way to... Yeah, and you know, the new thing that's in apparently is douching with espresso. Oh, no. I've heard about that. Don't true? do that. Is yes, that it's all a new thing. Why, why are people doing that? Because they're... um. What's Sorry, the, I'm trying to be politically correct here. What is the stated reason that yeah. one would do that? What are the therapeutic effects? It cleans out of toxins and rebalances okay, your energy. Okay, yeah, the usual. There's bacteria in there. Yeah. The usual yeah, hogwash. Yeah, apparently there's supposed to be a latte, too. <laughs> so wait. <laughs> so women are <laughs> at coffee for me. Women are actually advocating taking a, a cup of coffee and squeezing it up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous on the face of it. Like, there's no, like, if, if somebody came up to you on the street, if, if I came up to you on the street and said, hey, squeeze some coffee up your hoo-ha. <laughs> you know, the, you'd go to prison, Dave. Right. I mean, there's no and way. rightfully so. <laughs> but somehow, Gwyneth, if Gwyneth Paltrow or, you know, somebody says it, you know, it's like, mm, maybe she's right. I'll squeeze some coffee up my hoo-ha and see what happens. Yeah. So what about coffee. burnout? What are we? <laughs> what about burnout? We've set it up. We've set it up. Look, Lewis. Good luck. Good luck. Let us know how it's going. I hope we haven't uh, discouraged you or pissed you. I think no. the bottom line here is, go for it. Don't make yourself crazy. Yeah. Don't let other people make you crazy. And, take and you're going to be fine. You're gonna and take care of yourself. You're going to change so much yeah. in three years. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a okay. It's not giving up and it's not losing or give or quitting or anything like that. It's just that you change and it's for the better. Yep. It's not supposed to be that stressful, buddy. You'll, it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, trust me. I was like, I see a lot of Lewis in myself. I am constantly anxious. I'm always strung up. I'm always thinking like 10 steps ahead and forget the five steps in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're going to be, stop it and you'll be okay. Here, here. Um... So if you want us to answer a question that you have and want to give us an opportunity to post reaction gifts about your question, then mm -hmm. definitely get in touch with us at the shortcuts at gmail.com or hit us up on one of the social medias or call us at 347-SHORT-CT. We'd be happy to take a shot at answering your question. Lewis, let us know how it's going, okay? Thanks. Was one of the gifs the cat that, like, pops out its legs? No. No. Uh -huh. Missed opportunity? That's one of my favorite ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of those, like, new? This one? You can't no, the see one where he's doing. in a ball and then he pops out. Oh, uh -huh. like, nah, do this just, one. Yeah. To get, okay. get out my phone and look. No. Oh, I love cats so much. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. uh -oh. Trigger warning. This burn week. out, burn out. <laughs> this week, everybody, science reporters splattered a lot of words on websites about identical twin astronauts Scott and Mark Kelly. See, Scott's Ke Scott Kelly went into space and his brother Mark stayed on Earth. Uh, oh. They were studied as twins to see what changes being in space made to Scott's body in comparison to Mark's. Well, we know who's the favorite son now. Yeah, right. Poor, poor Mark. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Mark. Uh, but then the PR people got involved. A press release on the preliminary findings in January seemed to say that seven percent of Scott's genome had changed. <laughs> I heard that this morning. Seven percent. I looked at my wife and she goes, "Yeah." <laughs> Wouldn't that make him a that's chimpanzee? A, that's a statistical number. You right. better believe it. Or a banana. All of a sudden, I felt like an idiot for not being in on the know about this person turning into a monkey. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're not even twins anymore. No, they still are. Uh, so the astronauts themselves actually tweeted out that press release. I, I think probably because astronauts are not themselves geneticists usually. 
Um, but they were, I, I think it was a joke. They, they weren't identical anymore, they said. Uh, but the press release, which was easily misinterpreted by lay people, only meant to say that the way 7% of their genes were expressed had changed. That makes more sense. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as as a, the a special scientist over here, I was like, wait a minute. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. I'm, glad that, I'm, I'm glad that Andre is here to uh, give a veneer of credibility to... Uh, oh, I don't know yeah, if it's like, qualified to like, do that. If, it, if his genome had changed, it's like, is he becoming some something else? He's a fly now. You know, he like, changed mine too. Yeah. It did, He's it like, did rather be something else. It did mention his, te his telomeres. It lengthened, it lengthened right. which is like the protective cap, oh. which is good. I thought that was really interesting because it's like when you're in science or in space, like all sorts of bad stuff happens. You get shorter, your muscle atrophies, you know all that. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. If you don't know this, I don't. Not sure that you'd be listening. But if you don't know this, genes express themselves differently in different environments. Like when we're under stress, mm -hmm. things like scuba diving and mountain climbing also. Alter the, the way of lactose uh, in the presence of lactose. Yes, good point. There's all kinds of reasons why genes change their expressions um, or the way they express. Is that the right way to say it? Genes change yeah, their yeah. expressions. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, mine are very sassy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the emoji movie, uh, but with genes. It's strange. Oh man, the emoji movie is such a. Uh, what what was that one that all the emotions? Oh, Inside, Inside Out? Out? Yeah. Oh, that's that a was great good. movie. It's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. And the Emoji Movie was just like... A sad knockoff. Yeah. Sad <laughs> knockoff. Sad knockoff. Get it? Fun. <laughs> also, the findings haven't been published yet in a peer-reviewed journal. Oh, well. So, you know. Hey, not that that's ever stopped the science reporter, but... Right. Back to that study. Um, did it... Was there other data as for like who was healthier versus like the space guy or the Earth? Well, as I don't think we know any of that yet. Yeah. Um, when the, the as far as I can, I think NASA said they will be publishing this summer, so we'll know a bit more about things like methodology and statistical rigor and stuff like that. Yeah, Gabe's got a Look NASA shirt on right shirt. now. NASA. I want to be an astronaut. Do you want to be an astronaut? I want to be an astronaut. No, I want your spot. <laughs> no, we oh, can be in awesome. They're here. gonna fight over it right now. <laughs> there is actually okay. a medical specialty uh, sure. where you can become an astronaut. I've been it's having these thoughts more often, and medicine. I just learned that I get to meet the uh, medical officer of NASA on April fifth. Oh. When? Why? Where? He used to be Des Moines University's dean. No kidding. And I'm wow. Go what's his meet him. What's his last name? Um, shoot. Wait, who is he? What what is his position? The medical officer? The chief medical oh, okay. officer of NASA. So basically that sure sounds like a big position. I thought you were going to say <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Wait, I thought I you were sure he just runs crazy. around with coffees, giving him coffees. <laughs> but then again, a pediatrician could go to his his like single practice and say, I'm the chief medical right. officer of my practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> J.D. J.D. Polk is his name. J.D. Polk? Okay. I thought you were talking about Terry Branstad, and I was like, no, that's, that's Terry <laughs> Oh, and he's a DO, too. Yeah, he's a DO. Didn't you just say that? Yeah. You, I love is all DOs. Yeah. Yeah. You love him too? Oh, yeah. Is this Opto cool. Lewis going to DO school? Uh, what? No, no, I don't think so. But I was just he doesn't that. say. Yeah. No, just that. Um, what's your name? Yeah, I thought you were going to say the the uh, the chief, the the head of NASA, but uh, you were going to meet, but he just quit. So yeah. Oh. Why does in the current climate, why does NASA even exist anymore? 
Well, there's gonna what? have a space force. Did you hear about that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. space force. Russia's scheming on some. Yeah. Gabe and Brennan will We're be gonna in have a space, space force. force. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. I'll be Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. You can. I mean, you can be whoever you want. Chewie. Chewie. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting though if one of or if the guy that who went to space, John. No, Mar uh, Scott. Scott. Mark, Scott. Mark Scott. Yeah, I was thinking John Kelly. No, Scott Kelly. Um, <laughs> That's if, next. If he got, if he got like yeah, cancer or something, or some sort of like extra diseases because of the stress or like the change of gene expression. That's that was my first thought of like, yeah. is there is there outcomes that are that are changing? I've decided to send my chief of this is the worst Trump impression. I've decided to send my chief. <laughs> my. You have to have the my hands chief of staff to space. John Kelly is going to space. <laughs> We're gonna have the best people. The best people in space, and it's gonna be so good that they're not coming back. Because they're gonna make your head spin. <laughs> We're gonna make space. space great again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here's my comment on the study. So. I think it's really cool that they're trying to do this comparative analysis. The only issue that I have is that there's only a sample size of one. Right. Meaning one right. twin. Right. One right. pair of twins. Uh, so all of the medicine that we practice, it's in a way population medicine, right? We right. study right. hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people and then we make decisions based on those analysis. Right. But you can't really make decisions based on a study of oh, for one sure. pair of twins. Oh, yeah. for so, sure. So I want, you know, like, it, it, it does sound like there's an, it, there's an obvious effect of going out to space and living there for a year, but I don't think that the conclusions they're going to draw are going to be population conclusions. Oh, absolutely. Is there any validity Which, to this then? I mean, what's the point? Yeah, it's, I mean, it, there is some, right? Like, and like it, it's going to give you perhaps an idea of what could happen if you go to space and spend a year there, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, presumably, they standardize this astronaut in a way of like, you know, maybe this person has like a certain diet that sort of standard, right? right? Like, hopefully, they the guy is just like right. a standard guy, right? Uh, and they each had the same diet or whatever, right? Like, stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure they normalized Scott, a lot the, of the factors. Mark Kelly's like, God damn it, I didn't even get to go to space, and I still I have hate to eat this shitty food. <laughs> kale, I still have to eat kale. No, but okay, am I supposed to eat this? <laughs> Where does this go? Okay, Gabe, so, sorry, Gabe, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's such a unique situation that like, how can you not study it? You know? Yeah. Because like you never see, I'm, as far as I'm aware, there's never been like this type of possibility yeah. for to be able to study people yeah. who have as close uh, genetic um, expression as possible, right? Yeah. Ident identical twins, one living in space for a while, the other one yeah. on Earth. So this is like just one opportunity to see what kind of. Yeah, I, I think it's just a way to get ideas to become right. more curious about yeah, it. Like right. you got to so do it. it. We got some twins. Yeah. We, we can't pass up ideas. this opportunity. They need to send yeah. up like a whole boatload of like 30 <laughs> twins. Just uh, like, see ya. But I think it's like, if we do try to get to Mars, That's which gonna, is a realistic thing, like That's who's going to be in the space force. Wait, that all just the twins, all, all twins. It's, yeah. that's, it's a slippery slope though to clones, and then the yeah, Clone and Wars then, happened, and right. then we're just in the Star Wars. But, but if we try to go to Mars, like I think it's important to know, like if we're trying to get people up in space, like what's going to happen to them? But what, what could possibly, what could possibly, happen? possibly happen? Right, yeah. That's what we we can right. say right now. Right. Yeah. When we I, crack this planet in half, and every, yeah, you know, most of <laughs> the population dies. Right. Wow. Gotta go somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gotta get into space, right? Yeah. Gotta go somewhere. Yeah, like when the Omnic uprising occurs and the robots rise up against us, sure. 
But I think that this study is more, right now we can just take it as a more of a curiosity and a more of a, like a first kind of like a prologue page. And I know, but I love when the when the science reporters go crazy. Right. So, that was funny. That was funny. It's though. so interesting. I am going to upgrade my shitty garbage brain <laughs> with a memory implant. Oh. Uh, science. This is my plan. I'm going for it. Scientists at the University of Pennsylvania and Thomas Jefferson University, armed with years of research on how the brain sends signals, are creating an implant that monitors electrical activity and delivers a stimulus, electrical stimulus, to allow it to better store information, something they call the implantable cognitive prosthetic. It only gives your brain it only gives your brain a goose if it's having trouble. It uses machine learning to predict when it's gonna ha- when the brain is gonna have trouble, and then delivers the stimulus. And supposedly, it uh, it uh, helps you uh, store the memory. It doesn't help with retrieval; just you, helps with uh, storage. Uh, oh. I was like, man, that would come really handy for these tests. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like what if, I was gonna say, can I connect it to my surface, and then I realize <laughs> I forgot where I left it to. Right. Yeah, that's a problem. What? So so why? If you can't necessarily be aided in retrieving the memory, what is the point What's of the story? Point? <laughs> well, I, I think there's, yes, there's a strong uh, case for its use in patients with dementia and with brain injuries that mm-hmm. help that prevent them from storing information uh, as efficiently. Yeah. like I don't, you know, I don't think it would help if you're, you know. What's the what's the storage bit of your brain? The amygdala, the hippocampus, <laughs> the spinal cord. If you're the, you, spinal, the spinal cord, it's definitely the occipital lobe. You have, you you have to rub your spinal the cord with kale. Yeah. Of your spinal cord, more specifically. Cada equina. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll say though. Um, this is so gonna happen though. That's gonna in happen. Year or what, in X amount of years, this will happen. There's no question. So it will. Cool. Can it happen in, now, though? No. In, implanting things like in my what, brain is the no go, though. No. Does that does that does that feel like a red line for anyone else? No. Implanting nope. things into my brain. No. Unless I'm really struggling. If it's gonna help me pass my test, I'm all for it. <laughs> I won't be on the trial like study with it, but like if it show if it shows effectiveness and stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, look, we. I still, you know, want to keep learning things. I think I. We already have plenty of experience with brain implants. They do um, audio, they, they do uh, implants for, um, what do they call them? Cochlear implants. Cochlear implants is, well, that's not a brain <laughs> implant though. The uh, one I'm thinking of is called a, a, an auditory, auditory brain stem response. So basically they, they put a, an array of electrodes in the, some bit of your brain that does hearing and then they can detect the, um, I don't know all the details. Okay, keep going, keep going. You're doing great. They, it detects the electrical impulses, and they can and they can use that information to figure out what's going on in right. a bit of your brain. I mean, this this is not terribly new technology. What I don't know is how long it stays in there and and how long. What if it malfunctions? What if it malfunctions? Right. Does it need a battery? It's like a deep brain stimulator. Well, I'm pretty sure that if it was in my brain, I'd need to replace the batteries every few minutes. But Does it connect to Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a, this is this is what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for implantable headphones. Yeah, I'm seriously <laughs> waiting for implantable that headphones. You're That's the red line. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, this is a no terrible guy. idea for Jason because Jason will Jason will have to have surgery for every time he wants a new yeah. Yeah. set so, of headphones. So, yeah. so Jason has a YouTube channel. You should totally check out at Jason Lewis. I don't know what it is. <laughs> He, re- he reviews. Tech. I just learned that he reviews all new kind of tech and does tech reviews. So this would be a good trial for you. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you always but watching. It would, but would it? It would be difficult though. Like if 
the next the next iteration of the in my brain headphones comes out, I'd have to have another <laughs> surgery. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea for you. Yeah. And if, if this is a the guy who piece, yeah. this is a guy who buys every phone, so <laughs> not every phone. Okay, every new phone. All the good ones. <laughs> Only the ones that matter. You have an iPhone X? Yes. <laughs> yes. As he says nice. into yes. his shoulder. <laughs> yes, I do. I also just bought the Galaxy S9. Yeah. Um, so do you use all of them? He reviews them. I review them. And then he has forty thousand subscribers to his YouTube channel. That's dope. Yeah, it's true. Yes, but has he ever reviewed the banana phone? Wow, that was the evilest laugh. Ever. They did bring the banana, the banana phone back this year. They did, yeah. yeah. So, and the Nokia thirty three ten, which is like that old little I would chocolate bar. I, I wanted that. I wanted the the banana phone for sure. Way back in yeah. the when the Matrix came out. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, the uh, the last word. The team uh, released the human intracranial brain recording and stimulation data for 102 patients, during which they were doing a spatial navigation. That's the largest data set of its time. So you can go out there and check it out there, uh, Andre. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love that. I don't know if that's your field. What is your I field? I love data. Uh, statistics, yeah. I have a master's in stats, and I'm getting my PhD in biostats. Oh. That sounds like the yeah, most boring stats. thing. No. Yeah, you know what? He switched, he switched from math. When he was writing, like writing proofs, right, right? in grad school, yeah, right. halfway through that. my master's in math, I switched to stats, yeah, because it's more fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> more, I would, yeah. I would like to say that uh, stats is the math class that I did the best in. There you go. And all the other math, think all the other math Tennis classes, class, I did the worst <laughs> in of anybody. It's very intuitive. It's just... Okay, I'm the guy who scored in the one percentile on in math on the GRE. Okay, you're. So, I, I didn't take the GRE, is, is but I'm pretty sure. Is that the top one percent? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> that's like that's like I'm mostly brain dead when it comes to math. Like what happened? We need to check and see if he's alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I can do numbers. All right, and no. and then when my shitty garbage body has outlived its usefulness, I'm going hey. to take advantage of a startup company Nectome's idea that happens to be 100% fatal. Um, <laughs> what? Ne Good ne idea. Nectome wants to preserve my brain so that my connectome is itself preserved. Uh, in this case, this is akin to preserving a rotten melon, but <laughs> if you go to war with the army you've got. Um, in the future, the connectome will be then available to researchers, will then be able to reproduce it in virtual space, uploading your consciousness into a simulation, I've seen this Black Mirror episode. Yes, right? exactly. That's another red line I have. I have lots of red lines. <laughs> the brain has to be fresh. This is the problem. You can't oh. die and then get your connectome so preserved. You've got to kill yourself. You have to, yes. It's basically... It's like Inception. Like, inception. like I need to jump... Uh, mm. It's basically <laughs> it's basically euthanasia. Right. Um, they're uh, they feel that they're legally covered by California's end of life option act. It's a two year old law that provides for doctor assisted suicide for terminally ill patients. So basically, they'll be looking for terminally ill people who want to preserve their brains by replacing the normal human goo with special embalming fluids and turn your brain to glass. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the faces in, on every one of us in the studio was like, wait, what? <laughs> that was a curveball so I was not so expecting. what's the goal here? Is it to, <laughs> yeah. 
to preserve. It's art. It's, it's, it's art. Yeah. yeah. It's glass. It's it's really just about blowing glass. Yeah. So it's just like a cool no, I, thing. Like this is what my uncle Gabe used to have. <laughs> <laughs> that would make. I don't know. That would What's make one hell of a, a paperweight, right? I mean, considering that it's illegal to taxidermy yourself after your death, then this might be like a good option for people looking to like you know pass a piece of themselves on that, without breaking any laws. That is an the way excellent. I was hoping point. this would go would be like preserve the brain and then if you ever are able to revive that tissue like maybe like cryo no like, no no it's it's kind of like Chappie, the movie chappy uh yeah, the person li- lives on as a robot sorry spoiler but that's basically it <laughs> what yeah sorry uh i thought it was about flowers <laughs> if you want in you are invited to join a waiting list with a fully refundable deposit of ten thousand dollars you might rec- <laughs> i love it you might rec- refundable <laughs> you might recognize that that idea oh, as uh, the one tesla used to get people to order a non-existent vehicle they they had planned to produce uh, um in the yeah but you don't cars. have to kill yourself to get a tesla <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> just a thousand it's bucks. a little different it is a little different anyway it's a thought. I, you know, I really enjoy reading about startups. Uh, there's so much like frenetic activity, the crazy lifestyles, the weird, and occasionally make useful ideas. Um, and when I read about this stuff, it means I can get I can get some excitement without with some of the, some of that you know incredible feeling curiosity curio- without actually having to do all that exhausting work. You can just watch. So it's like watching TV for you. Yep. Wait, Dave, do you want to hear about my startup idea? Yeah. Okay, so I'm like, you know, fecal transplants? Yes. Fecal transplants? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, like, this is totally um, unethical because it's not based on any science, but we can start selling, like, boutique fecal transplants. Like, Mm -hmm. we can collect, like, fecal matter from, like, people in, like, developing countries who have never had exposure to, like, all this, whatever Glenpaltrow says is a bad thing. Yeah. We can give like 75% of the money to them and then we can take 25% and we can sell each of their fecal, we can sell fecal transplants for like $4 million each to rich people. I can think of really funny names for your business. (laughs) (laughs) What's the first one that comes to mind? How do you transplant the fecal matter? (laughs) Okay. um, Suppository form? No, actually through your mouth. They stick a really, really long tube down there. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, what are fecal transplants treated? Like, it's what do you treat? Your it's, biome, it's, microbiome. Yeah. Just to get normal, yeah. normal right. flora yeah. back it's, in your It's an accepted. It's an accepted treatment for C diff. But why don't we totally bastardize this idea and make it into a business? Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like that's startup. That's like Theranos I, doing that. I guarantee you that somebody has approached venture capitalists with this idea. I mean, this. Uh, if it hasn't been, go for it. But we, I mean, we, we did have this. We did have a similar idea where. Um, we on the show before where we would break into celebrities' houses and steal their poop, <laughs> <laughs> and then you could get like yeah. fecal transplants from famous people. I think it was uh, Tony Rosenberg's idea. Mm. Oh dang, he's ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. that's all right why, though. Why would you want Tom Brady's poop? Because I he, want whatever Tom Brady's winning. Because he, he eats cleaner than anybody else. <laughs> but also, he does eat clean too. But he's that's also what I never eaten a strawberry, so um, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I, I thought we would I thought we would capture some of this uh, joy and excitement by playing a game. Okay. I'll call it Pitch Me. I have here three cups of paper containing slips of paper. They're labeled one, two, and three. The first cup contains some descriptions of the ways a startup might achieve its goal, or a description of the ways the way a startup might achieve its goal. The second cup contains slips of paper of the goal itself, and the third cup contains who the customer is. Put them together, you get a sentence that is your business concept. Your job is to take that concept and pitch it to me, and I will decide 
Mark Cuban. whether or not this is a good idea and that you All deserve right. money. Ready? You know, I, okay. I did used to sell what vacuum cleaners. Dave, this so. is what I'm counting on. <laughs> what? Okay, I picked so out. So take from one uh -huh. and then, then look it over. Don't look at it. I can't oh, look at ah. it. Oh, I guess you. It doesn't matter. Oh, here you go. Okay, another one. Yeah. And then I'm just so used to it. All right, okay. and now you can turn them over one, starting with one, and just read them to us. Okay, is this one that number was three. one? That was okay. three. So, we... It's like a compute. It's like a computer controlled, wetware interface, for teens. All right, now you got to pitch the idea. What's wetware? Flesh it out. That's a, a mind uh, connection between uh, electronics and your brain. Yeah. Oh, simple, just like Alexa. Oh. Teens are going through a lot right now, Dave. Yeah. Um, you know, social media is destroying. Oh, this is your pitch. No, no, you. No, yeah, you joint pitch. pitch. You this pitch. is good. Yeah, Shark I think tank. we can join. Social media is doing crazy things to these teens, Dave. Yeah. Making their brains all fuzzy, lowering their self-esteem for God's sakes. Yeah. This is what we need. It's a computer-controlled wetware interface designed for teens. Whoa. How can we treat teens if we're doing things for adults? <laughs> teens are their own <laughs> group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their brains aren't fully developed. Exactly. I'm willing to give you 10% of my company if you are willing to give me $40,000. But what would it be for? What would it how what would it do for teens? It's for teens, dude. Oh, okay. I'm sold. <laughs> do it so, for the teens. It's just like it's just like deodorant. <laughs> you put for teens on it. Okay. Right, yeah. yeah, and, and Dave, if you yeah. if you pitch into this, maybe teens will think you're cool. That is what I have been looking for. <laughs> his, uh, I give up. His, his children don't think he's cool. So. No. They... Mm -hmm. Guys, it's for you. All right. Here we I, go. I so could have pitched that better. Ready? Oh. Don't mix I, them up. I just want to hear Jason pitch. So one, All right. two, three. So, um, so it's kind of like, so the idea I have, it's, it's like an artificially intelligent um, kind of bacon for women. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Here in the um, the sexist um, startup business, we um, we think that women need a better bacon, and mm. so and why have dumb bacon when you could have artificially intelligent? So essentially, the bacon knows you know how badly you need bacon that day, and it kind of has an implant. Actually, you put an implant in in your head, um, and so you can kind of tell how badly you need the bacon for the day. Because as we know, bacon is the most essential food group. It so is. it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we were thinking about going for men, but we decided not to. So men, men just eat all the bacon. Right. Yeah. And and yeah, that, yeah. There's there's no discriminant discrimination there. We it's also just... thought about kale, um, but we, <laughs> we decided that was a taboo until yeah. ten years from now. So you know, well, I'm the bacon really be into this idea. Like I've always been looking for bacon that was like that would fit like my tiny woman hands. That would <laughs> right. I'm right. tired of eating bacon for him or just bacon that's meant for men. Right. Like Doritos for women are yeah. you know kind of less crunchy because they're obnoxious and stuff. You know. So that's what. Yeah. I need bacon for me. Right. I will. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, I will fund this only if it's pink bacon. Right. Yeah. Of After course. it's cooked. Of course, it's got to be pink. pink. It's for in. women. Duh. Not pink. Okay. It has to be rose I'm gold. Sarcasm. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Is it my turn now? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. The startup industry is so interesting, though. It's like there are so many good ideas, but wrapped in bad ideas. Right. <laughs> Like potential, but also yeah. terrible. Yeah, that's what people say about me too. <laughs> <laughs> so much potential, but terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you just need my evals. Oh no! Oh, shit. Are, did you mix them all up? 
All right, so, go ahead. So it's like a brain-stimulated toilet for dog oh. owners. Am I saying this right? Towelette. Oh, towelette. Towelette. Yeah, yeah. Um, for dog owners. Oh. For dog owners. Oh. So tell us about it. You, you know, Dave, like I, I have a golden retriever. Do you? Uh, oh. I do. Yeah. And, and I really, poop? really care about him. And uh, I really wish that he did whatever I want him to do every time I call him. Like if I want him to be in the couch and I want to say, hey, Todd, come to the couch. I want him to come, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So what? best than to have a brain simulated toilet for my puppy <laughs> that would solve a lot of my problems and i know you dave you look like a person who could use one of these things i, you know? could, I could use a moist you know, toilet right, right now yes definitely Why, use he so, retriever? You, you know we we dog owners dream about this kind of right. product mm-hmm. so, right. so i i think you should you should look into this how does the towelette factor in I don't know. What's <laughs> it's after the, after you eat lots of food, you kind of just got slobber all over it, and then just kind of. Yeah, it's the well, brain simulating part of it that we should focus we should, on. Okay. Yeah. I like how all of our pitches are kind of just a lot of like, you know, just kind of does the thing yeah. that it does. Please. Well, no, the towelette comes in here. So, a big problem for dog owners is sometimes. You know, Mr. Pooch has some incontinence problems. Oh, that's mm. true. I forgot about the other and, end. And instead of instead of pooping on the floor, mm-hmm. we can just s- sort of catch <laughs> it with the towelette because the brain oh. stimulation yeah, will says, know that pooping is about to happen. I'm I grab, see. Yeah. And that would make my life personally much, much better. It would make my, I don't, know, I don't even own a dog and that would make my life better. Well, Jason is a closer here. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think you could retrofit it to work for you, Dan. You think so? Yes. You're a dog. I have a little sharding problem. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you guys see Martin Screlly went to jail for seven years? Yeah. Speaking of startups. Yeah. Or and he terrible. What is Speaking of douchebags. I heard he cried. Yeah, he cried. Yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that was like the best part because because in the story I read it was like he he what did he do he cried and then the the judge was like yeah let me just read you how horrible you are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, right. all right Jason what do you got it's like a chemical nanny for infants mm, oh that was chemical nanny <laughs> yeah. I'm so Nannies are expensive, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Non-chemical and not ones. Everybody yeah. can, not, not everybody can afford them, but what mm-hmm. what do nannies really do for you? You know, they, they, they change the diapers when you're not there. Mm-hmm. They give the baths when they're not there. Mm-hmm. Right? And so this is just sort of a, it's like a playpen filled mm-hmm. with the chemicals necessary to clean anything <laughs> that happens with babies. Wow. Yes. Yes. That's not where I thought this was going. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's completely reusable. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. You is it like a dip? Is like it a... bleach? Is it bleach that's gonna just clean like them? Just can't by their ankle and... I think it's, your wife wants you to know that. Baptize your kid every day. <laughs> I can't <laughs> reveal to you the formula of the cleaning agent oh, because sir. it's proprietary right. and and you know it's in, it's my own intellectual property. So bleach, okay. but it is safe. <laughs> It is safe. Oh, ninety nine percent of the time. Does it does it feed Does it feed them as well? Because that's another component of being a nanny. You have to feed it. You know. Well, we have an add on. Oh, where oh. this is describing the base yeah. This product. is the this is the base product. If you want to upgrade, the premium. if you want the, the premium, to, yeah, you can you can have. Uh, the feeding attachment, mm. right? Where it kind of just dumps, kind of like the slime from Nickelodeon. Well, like it just you have to train the baby 
like a Pavlovian dog. <laughs> so to it, push a button. Sorry. Yeah. So it gets shocked <laughs> if it hits this button. It gets food if it get, if it hits this button, and so then it can feed itself. Right. So <laughs> that's really good. What do you call what do you call call that device? What Jason? Do I, the chemical nanny. <laughs> oh, is the chemical nanny? Well, chemical well, scary it's, word. it's a scary yeah. word, though. Nan- we're all we're, natural chemical nanny. The nanemic organic nanny. Yeah, yeah. the organic <laughs> nanny. Non-GMO, like but no, no, no. It's called <laughs> the organi. The oh, organi. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> because it's actually the farthest organ from organic that you can get. So it's ironic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but we don't. We don't. It, it's our own little insight, well, right? Guys, yeah. chemicals are natural. Right. So. But will it also spend time with my husband for me and address my feelings of self-inadequacy? <laughs> no. That's also a really important part of the whole nanny thing, you know? There's another add-on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, we're developing a new product for the, uh, for the mothers that's going to do a similar thing, but it comes in helmet form. <laughs> so you have your baby just dipping in the bleach bath, it's, it's and you have your kid helmet, or yourself with a helmet on that also has bleach. Yeah, you you don't have to wear it twenty four seven. You can put it on for an hour at a time, and during that time, it will be sloshing. Your your head will be sloshing, sloshing around yeah. in Is it made antidepressants, okay, and kale. <laughs> and, and all... Pinterest ideas for like DIY Elsa birthdays. Yeah, and there there's uh, you know some some facial scrub that goes through there, mm. and you'll just come out feeling like a new woman from the neck up. Right. Like this one's for you, dude. <laughs> like Gwyneth Paltrow's. Uh, stop! Yeah. Stop! Like, okay. like Gwyneth... don't do it. Okay. It's like G- Gwyneth Paltrow's coffee yeah. bathed hoo-ha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but your head. <laughs> No, but honestly, like all our moms had to do was feed us and take care of us and love us. And now we need to do all that. Plus, like make a non-GMO, gluten-free, like DIY frozen themed birthday that's also sustainable and waste-free for like 28 kids. Yeah. That's why my kid doesn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is really frustrating. Oh, you guys, that was all brilliant. If anybody on the internet wants to take these ideas, as always, they are free. For you to take and do use. Not, do not try at home. Uh, yeah. I but, still have my proprietary intellectual property yeah. formula. So, but that is our show, Gabe. Uh, let's see, because personnel changed. <laughs> uh, Brendan, Andre, Jason, Gabe, and Arisa, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. I'm bootleg Casey. And thank you, listeners, for making us a part of your week. If you like what you heard today, I'm begging you to leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews help us come to the attention of other listeners who might benefit from our show, unlikely as that is. If you don't like what you heard today, let us know, and we can talk about that. Or if you have a suggestion for something we should talk about or seek barely informed sleep battled advice you can send those things to the short at gmail.com just like lewis did for today's show thanks again lewis you're gonna be okay or you can leave a message at 347 short ct the show is made possible by a generous donation by carver college of medicine student government and ongoing support from the writing and humanities program our executive producer is jason lewis that's me our opening music is by dr vox and our closing music is by catmosphere talk to you in one week